the place where the final battle of good and evil could take place, and it could happen soon. Today on Jewish Voice, Armageddon, the great battle before Jesus returns. Shalom and welcome to Jewish Voice, a program to help you understand the Jewish roots of your Christian faith, Bible prophecy, and world events surrounding Israel. Taking people to Israel is one of the things that I most enjoy, and I try to do it every year. Every time I go, and I only bring a small group, I watch the Bible come alive for people. I watch the light click on as they understand how Israel ties into faith in Jesus. Jesus was Jewish. The land of Israel was his land. It was his home. This is where all the events of the Bible took place. And as you walk where Jesus walked and see the places where Bible history unfolded, it changes the way you read scripture. In fact, it changes everything. And I just love it. I really want to extend an invitation for you to join us on our next tour to Israel next year. One of the things that I love to do also is to teach at the actual biblical sites. And one of the most dramatic is Har Megiddo or the Mount of Megiddo. In Revelation, it's called Armageddon. And many believe it's the site where the final battle of good and evil will occur. And it may be soon. Let me take you there now as I talk about preparing for the Messiah's soon return. Well, we're standing now on top of an artificial mountain called a tell, and uh, it's called Megiddo or Armageddon. I'm sure you've all heard of the battle of Armageddon, the final battle between good and evil, and this is the spot of Megiddo. Now, how is it that Megiddo or Armageddon became synonymous with the place of the final battle between good and evil? Well, there's actually some dispute about this because there's three key scriptures in the Old Testament that talk about a final battle of good and evil and the efforts to destroy Israel by outside armies. Ezekiel 38 talks about this great gathering of the nations. We have below us a valley, the largest valley in Israel. It's called the Jezreel Valley. It's, it's surrounding us and you can see how gigantic this valley is, the Jezreel Valley. And the idea is that millions, estimates of a hundred million that will gather together in this place, the Valley of Jezreel around the Mount of Megiddo, Har Megiddo or Armageddon. Another one is in um, Joel chapter 3. Here's uh, where we have some confusion. In verse 1 it says, in those days and at that time when I restore the fortunes of Judah and Jerusalem I will gather, this is verse 2 now, all nations and bring them down to the valley of Jehoshaphat. There I will enter into judgment against them concerning my inheritance, my people Israel. And so we have mention uh, now of the valley of Jehoshaphat. The valley of Jehoshaphat is in Jerusalem. And so there's some dispute, some controversy whether over the final battle, the final judgment of those uh, that represent evil and their final defeat by the forces of good take place here in Megiddo or in Jerusalem. 
in the Valley of Jehoshaphat. We'll be right back. I'd just like to encourage anyone who's interested in coming to Israel to come. And we have been uh, more than welcomed and we have been made to feel safe and secure. And it's a wonderful place to come and, and just get to know the Lord in a deeper way. Jewish Voice is dedicated to proclaiming the gospel, the good news that Yeshua, Jesus, is the Messiah. To the Jew first and also to the nations. One way we do this is by helping some of the most impoverished and needy Jewish people in the world. Even more important than the physical relief our medical help provides is the fact that our practical demonstration of His love opens the door for us to share the good news. Today, we are just weeks away from our next medical clinic in Zimbabwe, in which we will reach a remote tribe known as the Lemba. They are very possibly descendants of one of the lost tribes of Israel. Our volunteer medical professionals will provide medical care, dental care, and eye care, all free of charge to thousands of men, women, and children, many of whom have never even seen a doctor or dentist. Will you help these precious people? Every gift, large or small, will make a difference in someone's life. As you respond with a gift of $40 or more, we will send you Jonathan Burness's latest book, A Rabbi Looks at the Last Days. In this insightful and inspirational book, which is completely updated and rewritten, you'll discover surprising insights from both the Old and New Testaments that will challenge almost everything you thought you knew about the end times, how Bible prophecy is being fulfilled right now, and what that means for you, and what you can do to prepare for Messiah's return. In addition, we'll also send you Jonathan's teaching, The Role of Israel in Last Day's Prophecy. In this in-depth audio teaching series on CD, Jonathan will answer such questions as, Are we in the last days? Why is Israel's restoration a key to the future? And what one single great event must take place before the return of Jesus? Please call, click, or write now. When you respond, you will not only receive these two powerful spiritual resources, you'll be providing life-saving medical help to some very needy Jewish people thousands of miles away, introducing them to the good news that Yeshua is indeed their true Messiah. And please be as generous as possible. Thank you. Welcome back. I just recently returned from Israel, and today we're featuring a teaching I did at the site of what many believe will be the final battle of good and evil, and it may not be too far off. Armageddon, preparing for Messiah's return. So where do we get the idea of the Battle of Armageddon? Well, it comes from the book of Revelation. There's only one mention of Armageddon in the New Testament, and that's in the book of Revelation, chapter 16, verse 16. Then they gathered the kings together to the place that in, in Hebrew is called Armageddon, Har Megiddo, the valley, or rather the mountain of Megiddo, in the valley below, the Jezreel Valley. And so from this reference, it's kind of like a puzzle that's been put together, and Bible teachers talk about Armageddon as the, the, the place where the kings of the earth and the armies against Israel gather together for the final battle, and of course they're defeated by who? By the Messiah, by the returning Messiah, who comes on a white horse and defeats the enemies of God. 
Now, this place represents not the coming of the Messiah, but the return of the Messiah. And there's a very drastic difference in Scripture between the first coming of the Messiah and the return of the Messiah. You should know that in Judaism there was great messianic expectation when Yeshua came, but they were expecting a different Messiah. One of the reasons that so many Jewish people rejected Jesus as the Messiah is because their tradition and their expectation was that the Messiah would come in power and victory on a white horse as a redeeming king. That he would come in wrath and vengeance, that he would destroy those that held Israel captive and establish his kingdom here on this earth. And Yeshua will do that. The problem is that you also have other messianic prophecies that speak of a Messiah that's lowly, a Messiah that comes in humility, a Messiah that's a servant, that's rejected, Isaiah 53, that suffers and dies for the people. And the rabbis saw these prophecies. They were all written hundreds of years before Yeshua came, before the Messiah came. And there was a dilemma. We have these messianic prophecies that speak of this humble servant who is uh, suffering, who's rejected, who dies. The Talmud has a reference about uh, where to find the Messiah. And the, the answer is, the, the rabbinic answer is, among the lepers and the poor. Why? Because of Isaiah 53, because of Psalm 22, and other messianic prophecies that paint a portrait of a suffering servant. We have the poems of the suffering servant in Isaiah 48 through 54 that talk about a man who's despised and rejected, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. We have the uh, messianic passages in Daniel chapter 9, which talk about the anointed one, in Hebrew, Mashiach, that would suffer, that would die, but not for himself. In other words, not for his own transgressions. And then the sanctuary would be destroyed, talking about the destruction of the temple in 70 AD. And so the rabbis determined there must be two messiahs. There must be a messiah ben Joseph, who like Joseph, he was rejected by his brothers. Like Joseph, he was imprisoned, but then was recognized by his brothers after he was brought to great authority and influence. But then there was another Messiah, and he would be Messiah ben David, Messiah son of David. And of course, what those that recognized Yeshua referred to him as son of David. Why Messiah ben David? Because David Melech Israel was the great king in Israel's history that ruled over the, the greatest period, the golden age in Israel's history, the great king of Israel, King David. And so the Messiah who would rule and reign was in the tradition of David. He would be the great ruling king that would bring Israel to back into their golden era of dominance and influence and power. Two messiahs, each coming once. And they weren't that far off. <laughs> they made a little mistake. Now understand, you say, how could they have missed it that much? Because they were looking ahead, we're looking back. And it's hindsight that's 2020, right? They were looking forward. But it wasn't two messiahs, each coming once. It was one messiah that had to come twice. First, as the suffering messiah. And he would be the lamb of God that would take away the sins of the world. 
He would be the one that would suffer and die, that would bring healing and demonstrate the compassion of God, that would demonstrate the forgiveness of God, the long-suffering of God, which is part of the character of God. It's part of the nature of God. But he doesn't return that way. He returns not as the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. He returns as the Lion of the tribe of Judah. And he returns very differently than he comes. Now we have sites that represent his first coming. We have Bethlehem, Bethlehem, the house of bread. We have Bethesda, Bethesda, the house of mercy. We have other places that represent his first coming, we have the garden tomb, the, the place of crucifixion, and burial and resurrection, the Mount of Olives. There, there's all of these sites that we'll visit that are connected with the first coming. His first coming is the Lamb of God that takes away our sins. This place represents his return. And there is a great, great passage of scripture. I love reading so much at this place. And if you have your Bible, I want you to open to Revelation chapter five. In the right hand of him who sat on the throne, who is that? That's not Jesus. That, this is God the Father. It says that the, the scroll had writing on both sides and was sealed with seven seals. And I saw a mighty angel proclaiming in a loud voice, who is worthy to break the seals and to open the scroll? But no one in heaven or earth or under the earth could open the scroll or even look inside. And it says that, I, John says, I wept and wept because no one was found who was worthy to open the scroll or look inside. Why? Because no one is righteous, no, not one, for all have sinned, the Bible says, and come short of the glory of God. No one's worthy. And then one of the elders stops him from crying and says, do not weep. See, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has triumphed. He is able to open the scroll and its seven seals. Who's it talking about? It's talking about Yeshua. It's talking about Jesus, the lion of the tribe of Judah. He is worthy. Why? Because he has triumphed. He has brought victory. How? By laying down his life even unto death and then being resurrected from the dead, the first fruits of life from the dead. And he has triumphed out of obedience, battling through incredible warfare. He was victorious because he was obedient. And out of that obedience, he laid down his life. And out of that obedience, he was resurrected from the dead and fulfilled the plan of God to bring redemption for mankind, the line of the tribe of Judah. And I want you to notice something also. This is post-resurrection. He's already triumphed, and yet he's still identified as the lion of the tribe of Judah. Not only was he a Jew, but he remains. His identity remains as a Jew. Of course, all people equally one in Messiah, but he's still the lion of the tribe of Judah. He remains with that identity even in heaven. Lots more ahead from Armageddon right after this. I'll never be able to read the Bible the same. When you open that book, it just now comes alive. Last night after a, a day on the Sea of Galilee, I opened the Bible up and it talked back to me. It was just incredible. Right now we're at the Mount of Beatitudes and uh, after we had a little bit of a devotional, we were told to find a special spot. 
I found that spot. And I gotta tell you, it was a supernatural experience for me. If you're looking to, to put your hand in the hand of the Lord, I think you need to come here to the Holy Land, and this is awesome. Jewish Voice is dedicated to proclaiming the gospel, the good news that Yeshua, Jesus, is the Messiah. To the Jew first, and also to the nations. One way we do this is by helping some of the most impoverished and needy Jewish people in the world. Even more important than the physical relief our medical help provides is the fact that our practical demonstration of His love opens the door for us to share the good news. Today, we are just weeks away from our next medical clinic in Zimbabwe, in which we will reach a remote tribe known as the Lemba. They are very possibly descendants of one of the lost tribes of Israel. Our volunteer medical professionals will provide medical care, dental care, and eye care, all free of charge to thousands of men, women, and children, many of whom have never even seen a doctor or dentist. Will you help these precious people? Every gift, large or small, will make a difference in someone's life. As you respond with a gift of $40 or more, we will send you Jonathan Burness's latest book, A Rabbi Looks at the Last Days. In this insightful and inspirational book, which is completely updated and rewritten, you'll discover surprising insights from both the Old and New Testaments that will challenge almost everything you thought you knew about the end times, how Bible prophecy is being fulfilled right now, and what that means for you, and what you can do to prepare for Messiah's return. In addition, we'll also send you Jonathan's teaching, The Role of Israel in Last Day's Prophecy. In this in-depth audio teaching series on CD, Jonathan will answer such questions as, Are we in the last days? Why is Israel's restoration a key to the future? And what one single great event must take place before the return of Jesus? Please call, click, or write now. When you respond, you will not only receive these two powerful spiritual resources, you'll be providing life-saving medical help to some very needy Jewish people thousands of miles away, introducing them to the good news that Yeshua is indeed their true Messiah. And please be as generous as possible. Thank you. Armageddon, are we close? Today's program is from my recent teaching on location in Israel at that very place that soon may be the gathering place of all the nations against Israel. Back to Har Megiddo, the Mount of Megiddo, Armageddon. He's triumphed. He's been victorious. But then John looks for the lion. And guess what he sees in verse 6. Look with me at verse 6. Then I saw a lamb looking as if it had been slain, standing in the center of the throne, encircled by the four living creatures and the elders. He had seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth. And he came and took the scroll from the hand of him who sat on the throne. Yeshua takes the scroll from the Father. And when he had taken it, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the Lamb. Each one had a harp, and they were holding golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sang, You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals, because you were slain. And with your blood you purchased men for God from every tribe and language and people and nation. And you have made them to be a kingdom of priests to serve our God, and they will reign upon 
the earth. Amen. Wow, what an amazing picture. Who's worthy to open the scroll? The lion of the tribe of Judah because he's triumphed, but John sees the lamb. Why does John see the lamb? Because this is the Messiah that he came to know and love. This is the Messiah that forgave his sins, that cleansed him from all unrighteousness. The lamb representing his first coming to lay down his life, but the lion representing a, a, a very different picture because it's the lion that you don't want to fall in the hands of. Okay, you can pet a lamb, but don't get near the lion. Don't get near the lion. And the Bible tells us it's a terrible thing, it's a terrible thing, a horrendous thing, to fall into the hands of a righteous, terrible God. Why? Because he's also a God of vengeance. He's also a God of righteousness and holiness. And he's, it's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of a vengeful God. Two faces, the lamb and the lion, two different co uh, columns, right? The mercy, the forgiveness, the patience, the gentleness, and the meekness. But the other side is the judgment and the justice. And we have the opportunity to know him as the lamb so that we can face him as the lion. We have to know him as the lamb who forgives so that we can face him as the lion who returns and embrace the lion. People say, well, the Jewish people will eventually get saved and when Jesus returns. That, that scares me because he's not coming back in forgiveness and compassion and gentleness and meekness. He's coming back in judgment. He's coming back in wrath. And it's a fearful thing when he returns. So I tell people, get to know him as the lamb. Get to know him as the lamb because you will have to face him as the lion. And I want to know the lamb before I have to face the lion. And this place, what this represents, the Jezreel Valley, the Mount of Megiddo, Armageddon, represents the return, represents the wrath, represents the being cut off if you're an enemy of God, represents being destroyed if you're an enemy of God. I want it to be a friend of God. I want to know him and look forward to the coming of the lion. And that's, I think, a word for us all, to be ready because the advent of the Lamb is coming to a close. The opportunity to be embraced and embrace and receive forgiveness and cleansing and healing is coming to a close. And it's only those who know Him as the Lamb that will embrace the lion. Okay? And that's what this place represents. So get it right with him, okay? Get right with him. Get as much time with the lamb as you can, okay? John saw him as the lamb. We can see him as the lamb, but he's coming back as a lion, okay? Get right with him today. What about you? Do you know him as the lamb today so that you're ready to face him when he returns as the lion of the tribe of Judah. Coming up in the next few weeks, I'll be bringing you teachings I did on site in Israel. So you don't want to miss that. We'll be right back.
is a fulfillment of a dream I've had for many, many years. I have been here just briefly uh, once before, and I get the same feeling that I did before, only in more in-depth, since I'm here to learn more and to study and um, enjoy it and feel the presence of God here, in which I have. And uh, I felt such a peace about this area. and. Uh, a love of the area because I know and I can just I can feel God's presence here and I can feel that Christ walked here and I think that's probably the most important thing for me. What ancient prophecies concerning the last days are being fulfilled today before our very eyes? What events taking place in Israel are spoken of in the Bible and what will happen next? How will all this affect us and how can you prepare? This summer, join Jonathan Burnus to find out the answers to these questions and more as we cruise to beautiful Alaska. Hear teaching from Jonathan that include end times prophecy briefings, Middle East updates and what the Bible says will happen next in Israel, the prophetic significance of the feasts of Israel like Passover and Tabernacles, the Jewish Jesus and your Jewish roots. From July 13th through July 20th, you can find Jonathan and his family on this majestic Alaskan cruise where you'll hear extensive teaching along with dynamic messianic praise and worship and inspirational concerts from one of the most anointed messianic performers in the world, concert violinist Maurice Sklar. Experience some of the most breathtaking scenery in the world and enjoy great fellowship with other believers and dynamic teaching from Jonathan. Places are limited, so register now. Call Jabez Travel at 1-888-435-3787 and join us this July in Alaska. I want to personally invite you to join my family and I on this incredible cruise to Alaska. We're going to dig into the scriptures together. We're going to spend great time in fellowship and worship. It's an opportunity of a lifetime. So please join us this summer in Alaska. Since 1967, Jewish Voice has been dedicated to proclaiming the good news that Yeshua, Jesus, is Messiah and Savior to the Jew first and also to the nations. Now, one way that we do this is by helping some of the most impoverished and needy Jewish people in the world. We've been able to demonstrate God's love by providing these people with medical care, dental care, eye care, all completely free of charge, but most importantly, the gospel. And it's through your faithful support that we're able to make a difference in their lives. As our way of saying thank you today, I'd like you to have my latest book. It's called A Rabbi Looks at the Last Days. This book is newly updated. In fact, it's been completely rewritten. In it, I reveal how Bible prophecy is being fulfilled right now and what that means for you. I talk about many prophecies that are often overlooked by most end time teachers on the subject of the last days. Along with my book, I'd also like to send you a teaching that I did called The Role of Israel in Last Days Prophecy. This is an in-depth uh, two CD teaching that answers questions like, what does Satan know that we don't. Why is he trying to destroy the Jewish people? There's a very specific reason that ties into scripture. Why is 
Israel so important and why should we support Israel and what single great event must take place before Jesus can return to this earth. Well, as I leave you today, I want to remind you as I always do in every program to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. The Bible promises they shall prosper that love thee. This is Jonathan Bernis saying shalom and God bless you. Jewish Voice is made possible by the support of friends and partners like you. 